Hi everyone, and welcome back to Game Bros, episode 42, and today is gonna be a brilliant episode. How are you doing, bro? Hello everyone, hello my loved brother. It's so good to be back recording our 42nd episode. Yes, uh, yes. Bro, really excited for, you know, what we have planned for today's episode. <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm actually a bit anxious because today is election day in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's a big deal, but I, I'm, I'm actually really happy that we're recording because that <laughs> takes my head out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's What that's about you, bro? I'm, I'm doing great. Doing? I'm, I'm exceptional, but I have two kids that are playing way too much. Uh, so I was telling you offline, so before the podcast, that my baby boy was playing playing Tarzan yesterday or Indiana Jones, whatever, and so he destroyed his bedroom and his curtains. So oh, okay, <laughs> so that's like the best. Yeah, no, like it, it's oh fun. God. So it's fun to have kids, but you probably are aware of that because we've been discussing that during this podcast. And so life has been great, and I would like to start this podcast by saying one thing yes bro tell us I've been playing The Witcher 3 again I have waited for these words to come out of your mouth for so long bro I'm just so happy (laughs) guys so so it's important to tell our audience that you know (laughs) besides the fact that I am like like the Witcher 3 is like on my top five games like ever. Mm-hmm. My bro, who is a completionist, <laughs> has tried to play this game a few times, but I think that maybe the platform wasn't yeah. ideal for you, right, bro? So Exactly. I mean, uh, it, it's our tradition to start our episodes with a few minutes about gaming. It's really yes. fun. And I really want to know how you compare like the experience that you're having now and, and please tell me and the audience how you're playing The Witcher now yeah. versus the first time where, when you played uh, from your Switch. Yes. How do you compare the experiences, bro? Bro, okay. <clears throat> so first thing first, I bought The Witcher 3 on my PC, on my gaming PC. On PC. Okay. Yeah. It was on sale. And I have to tell you, bro, I paid 10 bucks for the game. <gasps> Oh my god, for this masterpiece. That's yes. like, oh my, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So first thing, the good thing is that I'm able on my PC to play the game on ultra mode, meaning best graphics, uh, like oh. highest FPS. So first, it's so smooth. It's insane. So no lags whatsoever. That's expected. I mean, my PC is recent, so that's expected. I have a very good GPU. And- Your PC is awesome. Not not too bad. And one thing I wanted to chat with you, because my problem with the Switch was that it was not responsive enough. So basically the FPS were dropping. So I was expecting, I was seeing some lag. And that's not great. You're playing The Witcher, especially against bosses. It becomes annoying very fast so basically you are enjoying but sometimes you're on a horse or riding a horse and you see that the fps are dropping you know it's not great you don't want to play the witcher 3 and expect like seeing those drops uh in frame per second absolutely on my pc on the other hand no drops super smooth and i've been playing with my mouse and keyboard 
Okay, bro, that's difficult to picture for The Witcher, like really difficult. Yes, okay, and so that's what I wanted to discuss with you today because I know that you're a big fan and you've been playing that game on PS4 and PS4 Pro, if I'm not mistaken, and now on PS5 Correct. too, right? Yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. So definitely controller in your case, dual yes. shock, dual sense. 100%. Yeah, and so I have to tell you one thing. I was playing, so I started playing, I've been like putting, I don't think, like around five hours into the game for now. So it's, it's still the very beginning because I'm exploring and like doing all those side quests and like basically enjoying. What I can tell you is that I love the mouse and keyboard so much that I tried with a controller. I have an Xbox controller for my PC, dedicated for my PC. It's wired and so okay. on. And I did not enjoy it as much. Did That's not enjoy it as much. Okay, bro, explain me one thing. Cause like, <laughs> one thing that I remember from playing The Witcher is that the, the menu, especially like during combat and mm -hmm. things that you have to think pretty quickly, mm -hmm. like you open this big menu where you choose between signs or maybe potions that you're gonna mm -hmm. take before or during a fight scene. How do you do that using a mouse and a keyboard? Like that, it's so difficult to picture that. Uh, it's basically hotkeys. So you assign a key to a specific item in your menu, okay. in your inventory. So like you basically you say that, let's say, uh, not E, but like all those kind of stuff. So let me just watch. Uh, so for instance, I'm gonna say the G, H, R, potions or runes, or all that kind of good stuff. And then you're just playing. The good thing, and that's what I mostly like, is that the mouse aiming is so easy and precise. Because you have this auto-aim when you have the controller, but if exactly. you're looking elsewhere and not, if you're not perfectly focused towards the boss, so if you want to like just roll and like do all that kind of stuff with the mm -hmm. mouse, you can basically aim back again. And it's fast, it's super accurate, and the thing that is helping me in that case is that I played so many FPS back in the days that I'm very used to the mouse and keyboard. It's like cycling, you know, like having a bicycle. You don't, you don't fully lose it. Uh, so basically, just playing The Witcher reminds me of playing FPS games. It's so much fun, bro. So much fun. I love it. Ah, oh, bro, I love that's it. so cool. Yeah. Okay, and are you enjoying the game? Because, like, of course, you know, you're playing with your mouse and keyboard, mm -hmm. and, I mean, I can only imagine the graphics, because, you know, like, on the PS5, it already looks... Yeah. insane stunning uh, but bro are you actually enjoying the game that that's that's a good question and i'm gonna say that i feel like it's an older game uh, mm -hmm. i don't feel like it's a recent game by any means because i've been playing assassin's creed valhalla on my xbox okay. series x at the same time so basically when i'm playing in the living room i've been playing uh, valhalla so the la latest assassin's creed and when i'm, I'm on my pc it's the witcher and I can mm -hmm. tell the difference. I can tell, okay. for instance, that the textures and like the water and all that kind of good stuff, it's definitely better on a 2021 game, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, because The Witcher, if I'm not mistaken, came out, was released in 2015 or 2016. Something like that. Yeah. Yes, so 2015, I think Shadow of Mordor was the game of the year. So maybe the, 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 the year next, yeah. exactly. And so six years. Of course, like 
you can feel that it's an older game. I'm not saying that it's an old game by any means, mm -hmm. but when compared to those most recent games that are being released on the Xbox Series X or PS5, you can tell that this one is slightly older, but it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't impact the game too bad. I mean, the textures are amazing. The graphics are amazing. What I can tell is that you, you need a big GPU. So I think, okay. and I'm going to say it again because I said, I said that during one of our episodes in the past, don't buy it on Switch, even if you like the platform, because this game deserves a true GPU, deserves mm -hmm. something that can handle that type of game. It's a big game, a very like huge open world, and you need a decent platform to handle that kind of game. The Switch is for something else. It's definitely not for The Witcher. I love my Switch, but The Witcher is so much better on my gaming cool. PC. So much better. Oh, so much that's better. That's so awesome to hear, bro. I mean, I think you're going to have a great time. I'm assuming yeah. that with this 10 bucks, you actually have the two extension packs. Yes, yes. Awesome. <laughs> Okay, the so so there's two. One of them, I think it's wine and blood or something mm -hmm. like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That one is awesome. Like, okay, amazing. The I think the first one was the hearts, the hearts of stone. It's really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the second one, bro, it's like a, an independent game per se. So oh, wow. You have so much to enjoy. Okay. You have no idea, and you you must keep telling us oh, yeah. how you liking it. I will you know, keep like, you updated. This game is massive, bro. I will keep you updated. And uh, on on a on a quick note about Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I still love that game. Mm -hmm. It's what is crazy is that right now I have two huge games that I'm playing side by side. So one of the gaming PC, one of the on the Xbox Series X. What is crazy, bro? is that you know that I'm a completionist and I'm trying to fight my nature, you know, and not trying to collect everything on the map mm -hmm. because it's way too much. Like those two games are so intense with huge maps and exactly, <sighs> bro, so crazy, but I love it. Yes. I love it. I'm not going to complain. <laughs> ah, that's so cool, bro. Okay, bro. What about you? What have you been playing? Bro, here's the thing, like, <laughs> I watched uh, The Rings of Power on Amazon. Okay. Like, I just finished the whole first season. Oh. And Kanye and I just loved it. Like, okay. Bro, it's, it's a slow beginning. Mm -hmm. I'll definitely say that. And maybe uh, we could probably, like, take one episode just to talk yes. about these new TV shows that are we coming out. Because, you know so much to say mm -hmm. uh but bro the, the series is gorgeous and it brought me back to the token universe okay in a way like i was actually missing you know <laughs> yes so bro i went full like I, I i delved deep into this universe and i actually started playing shadow of mordor I beat the game, okay. including the, the, the extension pass, like the, the Bright Lord campaign and everything. Wow. And now I'm playing Shadow of uh, War again, which is, <laughs> bro, it, it's so much fun. Like, it's so much fun, you know? 
um, like especially for the second game mm-hmm. when you know like Talian and Kalabinbor forge their own one ring mm-hmm. and he's just like so powerful with that one ring that's like you just feel so powerful playing that game it's yeah. bro it, it's super fun and you don't have to play it like in a really intense way so you can okay. probably like play it for 20 minutes kill an orc or two <laughs> dominate a captain okay. and then you just say you know like i'll, I'll leave it to the next day it, it's super it, it's actually interesting because the first time i played it i didn't realize but it's actually quite compatible with busy lives you know like you okay. can like the storyline is not too long and and the second part of the storyline is really you conquering the territory so take your time do it yeah. whenever you want so mm-hmm. bro really cool i'm having a blast playing this game again okay and i i mean you finished that game uh, in the past um yeah and you told me how amazing that game was mm-hmm. and it's a shame and i'm kind of shameful because i have the ps4 game right there I never really played it so oh my god it's installed on my ps4 uh, mm-hmm. but I haven't really played that game because we had so so many amazing games coming up and so I was playing other games and I, I should probably like do it again or play it um, one more time just to see especially like so I started the game I think I put like one or two hours into it and I did uh-huh. not and I stopped there um, okay. Probably because of Horizon Zero Dawn I do, uh, mm. at that time, yeah. And so, what is crazy is that I should, I think, when I'm done with Assassin's Creed, I should play that game again. I should. Bro, I would love if you did it because I think you're gonna love it. You yeah. know, like when you, when you start investing some hours <laughs> on it again, I think you're gonna have a great time, bro. <laughs> and okay, bro, I have one question for you because you mentioned that series. You said that it started slowly, and I know yeah. that we should probably like have an episode about it. You know, yeah. Just to to have your your true impression on that series, because let me tell you, I stopped watching it after two mm. episodes. I stopped for a simple reason, and that's why I will probably like start all over again just to make sure. I okay. stopped because Pauline, that is a huge Tolkien fan too basically fell asleep in the middle <laughs> of those two first episodes mm-hmm. and usually when that's the case it means that I should either watch it on my own but I don't mm-hmm. have this kind of time because when I'm doing some stuff on my own I'm usually playing and I have to compare it to the other big big TV show that came up or started at the same time as the Rings of Power which is House of the Dragon so basically the sequel of uh, Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. And bro, I'm having a blast and I love House of the Dragon. And of course it was slow too at the beginning, but not the same kind of slowness, you know? It was more of a, it's getting intense, but it's still on a slow pace. You know that some stuff are going to happen. My problem with the first two episodes that I watched, I was like, I, I need more rhythm, guys. You know, I'm fine with slow paces, but you have to give me something. And of course, we mm-hmm. had this new character arriving on a, on a comet, and I'm guessing yeah. who that person is. I mean, because I'm a huge fan, and I know mm-hmm. who that person is, but because no spoiler, uh, but 
it's not enough. That's that's what I'm okay. trying to say. I really feel like they took too much time. They took too much time. We have so many things happening at the same time, so many side uh, stories at the same time. Even me, I'm kind of lost. I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. dude, like, oh, it's slow, you know? So I will try to watch the rest because I want to have a full okay. episode with you about that series. And now that you're telling mm-hmm. me that it's amazing, I'm going to do it. But just in comparison to the other TV show that I'm loving these days, House of the Dragon, oh, bro. Like, it's slow, but not the same kind of slow. It's like slow, but you know that bad stuff are coming. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Yeah. Okay, uh, I think a lot of people are actually drawing this comparison. It's impossible yeah. not to because yeah. I think these are the two biggest shows out yeah. there at the yes. moment. Yes. Uh, bro, I haven't seen House of the Dragon yet. So, Kane and I um, are, are just like about to to start, okay. I think. Okay. Um, and we literally just finished okay. The Rings of Power. So. Okay. Bro, what can I say? Like, she and I both felt like the the TV show went slow and, and pretty much for the whole first season. It, okay. It, it, it's very slow. Okay. There are some episodes that can get real interesting. Okay. Uh, but I think that... The, so, the TV show is so well made mm-hmm. and so rich in details. And we know the budget for that TV oh, show, for right? Sure. It was yeah. insane. Insane. So... Uh, I think I was really trying to appreciate all these details, you know, mm-hmm. like, bro, you must see, like, when they finish forging the first few rings, mm-hmm. and you look at the rings that they forge, like, every detail, like, there, there are fans, they just took picture of the rings that they forged, and they started, like, uh, trying to, you know, like, buy similar rings because they're so gorgeous, you know, okay. like, so every okay. detail of the TV show is worth paying attention to. Okay. But bro, I'm gonna agree with you here. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, like you have to be patient and, and sometimes it's difficult. Like I, I remember feeling sleepy in okay. some episodes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm with you in there. So, uh, and, and maybe you could see the whole show and I'm gonna start the House of the Dragon. Okay. So that we could have an episode comparing them. Cause I heard that the plot for the House of the Dragon is like amazing. Bro, uh, so what I'm gonna say is that the first few episodes were kind of not boring, but you're like, ah, oh, they are trying to do Game of Thrones, but it's not gonna work out. But okay. bro, bro, it's even trash here. It's, uh, it's in really, what sense, bro? It's so dark. It's so Who's dark. Dark. Okay. Bro, like that's, in my opinion, House of the Dragon erased the last two seasons of Game of Thrones. It's like, okay, let's not pay attention to the last two seasons that were kind of crappy because they went way too fast. But if yeah. you look at the rest of the Game of Game of Thrones, I think that House of the Dragon is probably one of the best seasons they ever made. Because now they have the budget and they know what people like. And okay. bro, I'm so mad in a way to like the producers of Game of Thrones for basically racing through the final season, you know? And we yes. should probably like keep that for the episode that we'll dedicate to House of the Dragon. But House of the Dragon, they understood that what we want is a very good plot, very good story, and let's go with that. 
And bro, oh my god, I, I think you're gonna love it. I th it's oh my god, it's really dark. Let me tell you, it's mm -hmm. to me, it's really Game of Thrones. Pauline at some point looked at me and was like, "I'm going to puke." It's it's bad, and I'm like, "No, it's fun, <laughs> bro." <laughs> yeah, no, like just okay, so you wait. know. Yeah, it's no, it's, I'm 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 definitely gonna watch it because. Like, Game of Thrones had some pretty intense scenes. Yeah. Oh, you, um, you have the same there. And, <laughs> and they have the recipe, right? They know what, what you know, get people's attention. So, I guess they're exploring that to the fullest this time. Yeah. And so, let's have an oh, episode. Bro, that's really cool. Let's have an episode trying to compare uh, two huge new TV shows. Again, like, it's hard to compare the Tolkien universe and... Uh, and uh, the George R. R. Martin universe because not the same, not not the same yeah. at all. But what is fun also is that you have dragons, and pff, mm -hmm. okay, so like yeah, okay, and the dragons are pretty cool. cool. So cool. I'm gonna finish the. I'm gonna definitely finish uh, Rings of Power. Uh, let's see if Pauline wants to finish it because two days ago she told me like, do you want to start again, all over again, from from episode one, or should we continue with episode three? And I told her, mm -hmm. you missed half of each episode, so you should <laughs> yeah. probably start she won't over. Get anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, and bro, that's awesome. I I think it's gonna be great, but I think it's probably the kind of season that deserves your attention and binge oh, yeah. watching it. That's also mm. one thing I'm going to say about House of the Dragon. I do not like not being able to binge watch the entire season. Because <laughs> right now I'm watching so many things and playing video games that sometimes I tend to forget what used to happen in the last episode. And when it's right. slow, it's even worse. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. do I want to continue a TV show? Is that worth it? I want to be able to binge watch. I love Netflix for that particular reason. If I want to binge watch, I can. The Witcher. The Witcher, you can binge watch the, the, the entire series, the entire season in three days if you want. That's amazing. Exactly. That's amazing. Exactly, bro. And I mean, I, I think they do that on purpose because, you know, yeah. like if you keep on releasing on every week, it's a great excuse to keep you hooked up to their channel, to their subscription. So, I mean, I understand why they yeah. probably do it, but I get pissed at it as well. So, one of the reasons why uh, Kane and I promised to each other that we wouldn't see the Rings of Power from the very, uh, like, from the release of the first episode was because we were like, okay, let's wait okay. until, like, five or six episodes are out. Then we okay. subscribe to Amazon Prime and just watch the whole thing, you know? I see. Yeah, and... I mean, I, I get it, the reason why you're not binge-watching or like releasing all of them at the same time, but if you're confident that you have a great show, and mm -hmm. we are talking about HBO Max, I don't know who is um, doing that in, in Brazil, but like in the US it's HBO Max for House of the Dragon. Mm -hmm. yes, H same H thing here. Okay, HBO Max here has Big Bang Theory, and they have mm -hmm. Friends, and they mm -hmm. have a lot of great shows. And they mm -hmm. also have, if I'm not mistaken, the Harry Potter thing, yeah. like all of them. And so if I'm being honest, you can offer the entire season 
as a binge-watch thing because you have all the Game of Thrones too. You have all the HBO content. So if people like your content, just let them binge-watch. You're not creating a buzz when you have to wait one more week to watch the next episode. It's not working, in my opinion. It's not. It's not. Yeah, bro. I'm I'm with you 100%. Okay. Bro, today... We have a great topic because we were on that side topic for a while now. It's been 25 minutes, but that's fine. We have, <laughs> we have a great. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. We have a great topic for today's episode, and I would like to start this topic by saying congratulations, because ah, thank you so much, bro. My dear brother was promoted as lead researcher at his company, and today we would like to basically chat about careers and promising careers because like in this case we have two very different paths that we took Mm -hmm. you were within the same company and got promoted very fast and in my case i had to switch to another company to get to the job i wanted to do and so i think it's a great topic for a discussion so first bro congratulations and second would you mind explaining a bit what you're doing right now oh bro thank you so much for that and i mean i'm i'm super excited to talk about it because you know now it's official and i'm I'm super happy you know like you should be bro this this (laughs) position is really cool because it's um, of course like in, in the company uh every employer can uh, every employee can actually, you know, sort of like give their own personality mm-hmm. to some extent mm-hmm. to that particular, you know, occupation you're having. Uh, but essentially what it's more or less expected from this position is that I would do or use 70% or so of my time just like really taking care of my team, helping them, you know, with their careers helping them with their career pathways, their planning. Um, I'm also in charge of the whole budget for my wow. team. Wow. I have five people. So um, it's, it's a pretty big budget because, you know, we do molecular biology. So you know better than <laughs> anybody how expensive that can be. Yes. So it's a big budget and I am accountable for that as well. Cool. And bro, I answer directly to the manager now. And, and and so that is like a really big deal for me as well. So these are basically like the changes. So 70% of the time, that's what I'm going to do. 30% of my time is the researcher part. So I'm still expected to bring innovation to help my researchers to, you know, find new frontiers, innovate in their job. Um, really like I'm... A, they don't expect me to go to the bench much, but they expect <laughs> me to tell my experts mm-hmm. this really cool idea that we should explore in order to really like bridge new horizons, you know? So, bro, it's everything I was expecting at this time of my career, like okay. really a dream come true. So cool. Um, so, yeah, bro, really, really happy. And, and okay, you, you deserve it. You deserve it. Um, you were an amazing PhD student slash postdoc, uh, having a team uh, that you were able to manage. And right now you're able to do the same 
um, quote unquote, but in a corporation as part of a big corporation, uh, because your company is not too big, uh, too small anymore. Uh, I mm-hmm. think you have quite a few employees, right? So, oh yeah, it's, it's five hundred now. <laughs> that's not bad. <laughs> that's a double mm-hmm. of mine right now. Uh, so, uh, what is great is that you're able to be doing kind of the same, but this time it's even better because you're taking care of uh, their careers, of your employees' yes. careers. And that's that's amazing. Um, I know that you will be great in that role uh, and you definitely deserve it. You deserve it. Um, oh, oh, bro, I'm, I'm just so happy to hear that. I mean, these words mean a lot to me. Oh. You know that. Yeah. And bro, like when, you know, like you and I were texting each mm-hmm. other about mm-hmm. you know this this recent yeah. great news yes i couldn't help but like think that you and i are mm-hmm. both you know like building up a really promising career yes and one of the things that i i i like to think and and maybe could be like the first topic to explore yeah but like when i'm saying building up a promising <laughs> career is because like i am really trying to stay humble and like the first thing that i told my manager when he told me that i was going to be you know sitting on this position right now was like i feel honored and to me it's like i'm starting from scratch all over again Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i want to show myself and show to my manager and to the whole company that i deserve this opportunity so i'm gonna work my ass off to show them that they make the right call Mm -hmm. And, and bro, that's, it, it's like funny because, you know, I'm going to be really honest with you and our audience. And, uh, and I'm wondering if you're like feeling the same way in your new uh-huh. and wonderful position. But like I have the chills again, yep. you know, like I, 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 I'm like even nervous sometimes because yeah. like I'm, I'm like, oh, my God, like this is like brand new. And, and the responsibility of having a team mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. huge because like I... I think about their career and what is going to happen to them all the time. I want them to succeed. I, like it, It's a huge responsibility. <laughs> so I'm super excited. Uh-huh. But like to me, it's like starting all over again. Oh, yeah. How oh, do you feel about your position, bro? Do you feel the same way? So I feel, I definitely feel the same. Um, what is helping me too uh, about feeling the same is that I started with a new company. So every time you start with a new company, you you have to prove yourself again. Mm-hmm. And to me, it helped me uh, understanding the the stakes, you know, and understanding. Okay, you have to prove yourself one more time, but that's for a good cause. You're starting with mm-hmm. a new company, so people there may have a good, great impression of you while you're interviewing and so on. But this time, you have to show what you're worth. But as part of a new, as part of the new companies, you know, like in this new role, and so it's super exciting to me to hear that you're feeling the same, but this time within the same company. And I think that's yeah. the that's the spirit, that's the mindset you should have when you're getting promoted. Instead of thinking that you have the skill set that you deserve it, you should be like, okay, now I have more responsibility let's prove those managers that promoted me 
that I'm worth it first mm -hmm. because it's not because you got promoted that you will be great in your new role. Exactly. Right? Exactly, and bro. I think I think you and I came to like the first conclusion maybe. Like uh -huh. um I, I I thought of like having this episode as, as sort of like you and I chatting yes. about things that we learned with a little bit of experience that we are uh -huh. harnessing now. Uh -huh. And I think like if I could give an advice, like a first advice mm -hmm. in this episode would be like to never let whatever, you know, successful pathway you started or, you know, like the, the people who already respect you and the name that you're building. Awesome if you did great stuff. Awesome if people are respecting and you are growing in your career, but never forget ever that you know like with bigger responsibilities for you should be like i should take this really serious yes i'm like i i, I actually like ask myself this question multiple times what can i do mm -hmm. every day to prove to myself that they didn't make a mistake mm -hmm. like that i'm actually worth it you know mm -hmm. and actually if you read this uh good to great book yes um, I actually remember reading uh, about these extraordinary CEOs mm -hmm. who made history when they, you know, like took over an entire company and they were this kind of people. Like they were like constantly asking themselves if they were doing the right thing, if they mm -hmm. were making the right decisions. And, and to us, like we are, let's face it, like at the beginning of Yes. What we hope to be a very promising career. Yes. We should never forget that. And I think oh, this never. is really important, bro. Very important. And if I have to add one more thing, uh, and for me, it was easy to comprehend as part of a new company. What I did when I started was overdoing everything. You know, so mm -hmm. I was trying to prove my, like to prove to others that they made the right call. But sometimes I was stepping outside of what I was supposed to be doing as part of my role, you know, because like you okay. want to prove that you're doing great, but sometimes you're like doing someone else's job. And that's True. not what, you, they, what they are asking you. It's definitely mm -hmm. not that. So when we are saying, just try to prove others what you're worth, it's not by doing like someone else's job. It's by doing what you're supposed to be doing. So in your case, it's like taking great care of your team, trying, mm -hmm. to, trying to help them build a successful career, uh, mm -hmm. trying to get them being promoted within the company, probably because you want exactly. to retain talent. Absolutely. And, yes. and being innovative at the bench, uh, not mm -hmm. you necessarily, but the, the entire team. And so just do, do that. You know, that's, that's what someone or one should comprehend when we are starting uh, in, new, in a new role, just do whatever is part of your position role. Just do that. Do it well, but do not try to do more because you do not know if that's part of your job. So what I was doing at first was that, oh, I want to help at the bench. And they were like, yeah, sure, you can, but you don't have to. And you will not be judged by doing stuff at the bench. And now I get it. It took me two months, you know, mm -hmm. to understand that what I'm good at is my current job. I should not do someone else's job, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, bro, that, that's a really cool thing as well. I mean, um, 
I think it's really difficult sometimes, oh, at, yeah. at least for me, to draw the line between what is expected and what I su I'm supposed to be doing mm -hmm. versus what I felt like I should be doing that particular day or time. Yep. So, for example, um, part of my team is exploring new techniques for purifying proteins, new molecules for the protein, for, for the company. And uh, we have been like trying these really cool techniques that I personally have never tried during like my bench period. Okay. But I read about them a lot and I proposed that to my team and my team has like stars in the, te in the team, you know, like I'm so proud of them. Um, they started doing this and trying these new tools and and things started to work really well and they started like giving me like like through teams i was just like getting this good news all the time and i was like you know what fuck this i'm gonna go there <laughs> and when i realized i was wearing a lab coat and i was and i was working with them and i was having a blast yeah you know mm -hmm. and and that was like a very important moment for me and i hope that it was very important for them as well uh -huh. but this is like really not what i'm supposed to be doing <laughs> like i'm supposed to be telling them like amazing job yeah let's you know keep up with the great work let's continue to innovate and then look for whatever is coming next yeah that that's like what i'm supposed to be doing right now for sure. so bro i i get it so well like sometimes i get too excited and then i start doing things that i'm maybe not supposed to be doing <laughs> uh but then i i quickly remind myself like okay you're a lead researcher now what yeah. what are you supposed to be doing right now you know yeah. yeah no and 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 same you know like i was interacting with everyone as part of the of the new company uh because i was trying to like gather feedback and so on and i realized at some point that instead of like doing one-on-ones with so many people what I could basically do is to have one good point of contact in each team, you know, like R&D, mm -hmm. uh, nucleotides, you know, purification, PQ, and all that kind of stuff. But having good PQs, uh, uh, point of contacts everywhere, and uh, just interacting with them on a regular basis was more than enough. You know, not try to overdo it. <laughs> Don't try to have a good, like, I don't know, relationship or trying to interact with everyone that you think is important, you know? It, it's mm -hmm. fine not to know everyone as part of your company. It's the same for you. Like, you can interact with other lead researchers, that's fine, but eventually what matters is that you're producing good data as part of your team you are having a very successful team because that's what your manager is gonna, going to look at. So of course you exactly. can do those side stuff, but I mean, it's not gonna change the fact that you should be good at what you're paid for, right? <laughs> exactly, bro, exactly. Like, again, like uh, it, the, the drawing the line part is really difficult because mm -hmm. one thing that drove me to this path was my passion for people. Yes. I am like, I'm gonna be really honest with you. Like nothing gives me more pleasure and happiness as a professional mm -hmm. than seeing people who are working with me progressing in their career. Yeah. So I have these people that started with me side by side at the bench mm -hmm. and I grew in my career, but they grew as well. Yeah. And so seeing them grow, seeing them being promoted, seeing new people coming to my team eager to learn, it's like 
part of the reason why I go to my work every day and I have a smile on my face, even though I'm working my ass off and sometimes I get really stressed. Mm-hmm. That is part of, you know, working. Uh, and so, bro, um, because of like this genuine feeling for like getting to know more people, mm-hmm. getting interested in their lives and in their careers and so on, I really want to interact with as many people as I can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think just like you described, I realized that like this would be like honest, like if, if you are not like careful enough, this could be a waste of time because, you know, you have a lot of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. And so having some people like really key people that you know and through them, you know, the whole team mm-hmm. and you get to know them slowly and, you know, like new demands come and sometimes you have to dive a little bit deeper deeper in this or that team and then you use that opportunity to know more people but yeah. drawing the line between making yeah. great and important connections but not losing yourself uh, in, in that process is really important absolutely and now i have a question for you bro because i feel like networking is a huge part of getting promoted as well you know like yes. knowing the right people knowing well your manager what they are expecting from you um, that would be one big advice I'm giving the audience, you know, like if you want to be promoted, you have to be straightforward. You have to tell your manager when you, where you want to be. Uh, eventually, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be in like six months or a year, but you can tell them mm-hmm. like, I would like to manage a team one day, you know, like, could you try to help me identifying like a few key uh, skills I could probably like improved on or like all that kind of good stuff. But one thing I wanted to touch uh, base with you and, and, and discuss with you is how do you network or do you think it's important to network with managers, with your superiors? Mm, really cool, bro. Excellent question. I think it's absolutely crucial that you do good networking. Absolutely mm-hmm. crucial. That is my opinion. Yeah. But some people, unfortunately, don't really understand the difference between networking and being a kiss ass <laughs> like you have to be really careful because you know our managers know the difference yes they know who is talking to them because you like are interested in what they're doing you're like accountable enough to present yourself and say hey look i'm paulo i do this this and that i got really interested in what your team is doing i'd like to present myself and get to know a little bit better mm-hmm versus I'm just, you know, like doing a small talk on our tiny little joke in the hallway so that you remember me whenever a promotion opportunity shows up. Like if there is something that people should learn as quickly as possible is that people who are growing their career learn how to distinguish between these two Mm -hmm. very quickly. And so, um, bro, I think networking, like, for example, if I am going to chat with another manager, for example, not my direct manager, but another manager, I actually study their team. Mm -hmm. I have a perfect like outline of what I'm going to say and why I'm going to say what I'm going to say so Mm -hmm. that I don't waste their time because I know that they're terribly busy for sure. So if I got 30 minutes of their time, what I usually have, especially now, it's a slide 
with mm-hmm. pictures of my entire team and what they are accountable for. Mm-hmm. And I go there and I'm like, excuse me, I'd like to present myself and represent my team mm-hmm. so that you get to know what we are trying to do, what are our goals and so on. So I won't make them like 30 minutes. They have to be like exciting 30 minutes, informative 30 minutes. That is really important for me. So I think they're very good tools and skills for someone who is actually eager to network instead of like small talking. You know what I mean? Oh, do you agree with that, bro? I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Uh, One thing I was not really aware of uh, when I started as part of this new company, again, it's a small company, uh, but um, that I I learned uh, pretty fast actually, was the importance of including people in your meetings uh, that are managers, but as, a, as optional, you know? So you have this, mm. uh, this possibility sometimes, so you're organizing a meeting and you can, you can like share a, a sentence or two at the very end saying, I'm including those managers for their awareness if they want to join, if they have time, they don't have to, obviously. And what I realized after a few meetings is that if you're well prepared and you're inviting those VPs or SVPs, if they really like what you're doing and if it's a well-organized meeting where everyone is like enjoying or throwing good ideas, the big thing is that most of them will come back next time. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing a good job, they will literally, not, they, they won't come back and they will keep that image of you organizing a meeting that was not organized and so on and so forth. So what mm-hmm. I would say our that audience is that if you don't feel ready to meet a big shot or a manager of some sort because your meeting is not good enough, it's fine to just keep the meeting as is. It's fine to take your time to network with big shots. You have to be ready. It's not easy to talk to an executive or to a big manager, uh, a senior manager, for instance. And that's something I realized soon enough because at first I was like having meetings with just people at the same level as me, you know, uh, kind Mm -hmm. of as part of the hierarchy. And what I realized is that my VP, uh, that is basically my boss right now, my VP told me it's fine to invite their managers. So it's fine to invite other SVPs, but give them the choice because they may want to be aware. Sometimes you have one-on-ones with your boss and you do not share all the information. So sometimes the Mm -hmm. VPs or SVPs would like to be part of the conversation for some reason. And that's what I've been starting doing, you know? I started including sometimes in big meetings that I've been organizing, inviting the VPs or SVPs. And from the feedback I'm getting, I'm doing a pretty good job, you know? Because every time, now they accepted the invite. You know, it's like, okay, so next time ah. I'll go. And it shows a lot. And also, one last, last advice on this, big shots, so managers, senior managers, or VPs, executives, mm-hmm. they don't have time, as you say. Yeah. So if you try to invite them in a, in a weekly meeting, it's not gonna happen. They don't have time for this. But if it's a monthly no. meeting, just to update them on a few things that you're doing and for the awareness of your collaborators, they may want to join because a monthly meeting is definitely manageable when you're a big shot. But 
a weekly meeting will not work. And it's not because they are not interested. It's just that their their schedule is so full. You have no idea. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that is so true. And I mean, another thing, bro, that I I I'd like to to point and it's very much correlated to this very important topic that you brought up mm -hmm. communication with executives so uh there is a a saying inside our company uh that that is like basically our biggest challenges as scientists isn't really science but how to communicate science to our superiors yeah and I have come to realize this because my first few communications to my former manager were terrible. <laughs> and now I have that, like I, I know that, but, and, and I received feedback um, and, and they were very kind to me. They never said like, they never used strong words like, oh, you, your communication was terrible. <laughs> but they very elegantly told me like, Dude, the things that you know about protein biochemistry, the things that your team knows about it, we will never <laughs> even get closer to understand that in details. So if you start to give us more information than we need to understand what you're trying to say, you're going to lose us, basically. Yeah. So if you learn how to communicate with uh, strong, like, like, stakeholders yeah that's gonna bring you to another level so what i did and i still think i'm and i'm always gonna be in this learning process like i know people who are much better than me in doing this mm -hmm. in a company but i have been practicing a lot and i think this is part of the reason why they trust me now as a leader yeah it's because if a director calls me and they give me five minutes to explain the importance of my team's work mm -hmm. to them, I feel like I'm ready to translate all that technical stuff into actual business talk. Mm -hmm. I could even tell them how much money they are putting in my team versus how much money they could take out of this investment. So, okay, that's bro, good. that's another yeah. advice <laughs> slash question that I have for you. Okay. Have you faced the same problem? And my advice to my audience is to always try to understand how your stakeholders are, are receiving the message more than just trying to practice on the message per se. So mm -hmm. I see a lot of people like practice and they take things very seriously. They practice in front of the mirror. They have flawless PowerPoint presentations, but they never actually took five minutes to think, oh, this stakeholder is actually a economist. Mm -hmm. Should I use mm -hmm. isoelectric point data of my protein in this presentation? Most mm -hmm. definitely not. Mm -hmm. No, so absolutely. That is an advice and also a question. Did you face similar problems, bro? So I, I faced it uh, quite a few times since I joined um, for, for a simple reason. Again, I'm, I'm the kind of person that is extremely transparent. So I try to invite people in case they would like to join. Because again, transparency, you know? If someone can save time by joining my meeting and not having to discuss with someone else later to hear something different from them because they, they were not super, I mean, super aware or whatever. They were not fully listening for whatever reason. Usually I try to invite people that could be interested. 
And so I did that a few times. And what I realized during one of those meetings that was kind of informal, but still I invited my CCO, Chief Commercial oh Officer. And okay. it was optional for him. And it was more of a, if you'd like to join, you can, just so you know what we are chatting today. And so he joined. I was pooping my pants, bro. I was pooping mm-hmm. my pants. I was like, okay, I don't even have a slideshow. Like, I don't have a slide deck. It's more of a, an informal discussion. And I was basically, so I had an outline, of course, but it was in one note. And so I was going mm-hmm. through the outline. And at some point he was saying, yeah, but I mean, that's for later, right? And I'm like, yes, no, I, I completely get your point. It's just that if we can have ideas and gather ideas right now, it could be good for when the, like, the moment comes in like four months when we have to build a thing. And he was like, no, I, I get that, but we, maybe we should discuss in four months then. And inside, I was like, but dude you did not have to join that meeting it was more for your awareness so if you don't have time and if you feel like you're losing your time don't join those meetings because i was telling everyone that it was more of a brainstorming session around those Mm -hmm. ideas so try to read what i put in my in my meeting thing you know like in my meeting subject and so what i realized from that moment and it was probably like three weeks after i started so i was like oh okay that's bad (sighs) what i realized was that do not include everyone that you feel like could get uh, like a message from your from from your meeting if your meeting is not flawless so if you're inviting a manager for whatever reason and some people are different you know for instance i know that my vp loves brainstorming so that's why i invited my cco i was like maybe he wants to brainstorm too you know you never know he's the guy that will take decisions big ones at the end of the day so maybe he mm-hmm. wants to be aware of what my plans are for Europe in a few months but for him it was like now is not the moment so let's cut it short and I was like oh my god like it's going south so bad and then I I was able to chat with my VP and my VP was like no that's fine that's the way he is and you'll see in three days he may come back at you and say hey those were good points you know let's let's just touch base on those in a few weeks you know and so that's just part of who is and so Mm -hmm. before inviting someone try to make sure that they are well suited for the meeting you're planning um it does not fully answer your question but that's that's also my feeling like we have to be very much aware of what the limits are when you're starting a meeting if it's a brainstorming session it may be just fine to do it with your colleagues that you know very well and that would like to love to brainstorm around an idea. Don't invite big shots, even if optional, because if they join and don't like the idea of you putting 30 minutes that day just to brainstorm about crazy ideas, just don't invite them. That's my advice to you guys. Just yes. don't do it. That was my mistake. It's on me. <laughs> No, bro, absolutely. And you see, like, again, you you and I had very similar experiences because, you know, like my first few communications were crap. And, <laughs> and, and, and that is uh, something really important. Like, I think it's actually part of our growth. Mm-hmm. So sure. nobody expects that you're going to start working in a company knowing exactly how to communicate or who to communicate with. Mm-hmm. That's not really, Mm-mm. you know, like... In, 
possible, honestly. Like there, sure. there are a few things that only time and experience can teach you. For sure. So uh, some people actually start like sort of like freak out because they know how difficult that is and they overthink things. Mm -hmm. Like again, you have to understand if you're a manager, of course you must know at least a little bit on how to communicate with like really high executives. If you're like a little um, at the beginning of your career, then it's like, yes, pay attention to it. Show that you care, mm -hmm. do your best, but don't freak out if the first few communications don't go the way you predicted or the way you wanted, because it's just like something that you learn from experience. Yeah. And there are some people like, honestly, bro, uh, one thing that I realized too, uh, you know, like while doing you know, like participating meetings and stuff. It become it became really important to me to really know my stakeholders because mm -hmm. some of them really like it when I'm very technical. Mm -hmm. Some of them hate it when I'm too technical. Yeah. So I learned exactly to whom am I speaking mm -hmm. and what should I say, you know? I know. And that, in my opinion, is like... It's something that you cannot do unless you care about mm -hmm. it. Second, you spend a little bit of time getting to know them, really. Mm -hmm. And giving yourself the opportunity to fail a few times. Yeah. Because, you know, like, there is no way you're going to know that beforehand. It's just like, mm -mm. you're going to present something. They're going to give you a feedback. And we expect that our leaders will always be very honest in their feedbacks. And you're going to learn from that. Internalize of everything that they're saying. So... Really, there is no recipe. Mm -hmm. um, my my R&D director, and that was like a big shock actually, because the whole company, like the whole R&D went through a very big restructuring mm -hmm. and my promotion went from, like happened during this big restructuring. Okay. And she left her position. She oh. just finished it and she was like, okay, now it's my time to go to another challenge. And this executive manager became the director of R&D. Okay. So it was like completely unpredictable to me. Yeah. Uh, but like I'm happy because, you know, like I loved my former director, but this, this person who became the director is amazing. So I'm very excited to see what he's going to do to the company. Okay. Uh, but one thing that I was going to say is that, for example, my former director loved when I was very technical. Okay. Because she had a PhD. Okay. So she really wanted to know if I knew what I was saying. Yeah. And that was pretty cool, but not all directors are like this. So I would say <laughs> another advice, really get to know people, mm -mm. present a few slides to them when you have the opportunity and use the first few interactions as a thermometer. Yeah. Am I going too deep into the scientific stuff? Am I going to be, am I too superficial on this and that? Mm -hmm. I think it's really important, bro. And it's something that only comes with experience. Uh, it comes with experience. And around those lines, bro, I'm, I'm just curious. Did you try or did you do a disk assessment by any chance as part of your new company? I did. Yeah. And so I what did. what are you then? I am I. <laughs> of, of course. Of course. I'm an I too. I'm an I too. Oh, of and course you are. I mean we have a podcast for a reason. We love interacting. Exactly. We, we love exactly. influencing. Whatever. Influencing. <laughs> and, and what is what is great and that would be my advice to you guys too is that if you by any chance know uh, what the p 
person you're interacting with is. So for instance, it's a C or it's an S. Maybe they want to get into details. Maybe they just want to get the full picture. They are willing to spend time. For them, it's important to get those details. If it's an I or if it's a D, and my CCO, I learned mm -hmm. afterwards because we took the DISC training as part of the, of the group. Um, so the, the leadership for uh, customer support and so on. And my CCO was included included in the results. So just to see what your uh, chief commercial officer is. And bro, is a high D, but like so high that the other three were like basically like at the very bottom. It, like, it was like 3%. Oh so what I learned from that day is that when I have to spend time with him, it's bullet points and those bullet points have to be extremely accurate. It's like we have to get to the bottom of this in like, let's say, five minutes. And now I know because every time I'm interacting with him, it's like through Teams in a chat. Mm -hmm. Isn't it insane? You're like, it's a CCO, yeah. but that's what he likes. It's like, just give me bullet points. And I'm like sending three bullet points. And he's like, okay, thank you. And you're like, oh my God, that's, that's insane. But he hates seeing those long emails. And I was going to the restroom one day and I was reading that email, like that very long email. And he, he looked at me and he was like, I fucking hate those emails. I fucking hate that. And I was like, oh, I know. I'm like you. Like, it's way too long. I usually stop after one paragraph. And he was like, no, I stopped when I saw that it was a long email. And I was like, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And when it's your CCO saying that when taking a bio break, it means a lot. And oh, yeah, absolutely. he's a D, you know, like he's a D. So just be aware of it. When you send and CC some guy on a long email, if they are D or I's, it's like, I'm not sure if it's going to work. You know, if it's part of your job, you will read the email, but exactly. it may not work. If it's for an S mm -hmm. or a C, don't do bullet points. They will not like it. They will think that you're just like, going fast for whatever reason but it's not supposed to be that way so try to learn what your audience is you know when you're having a meeting with them and bro that's like what you brought for example the disk assessment um it it's an old tool mm -hmm. but it's so freaking useful and and it's it part of this like um vocabulary <sighs> that you need to learn yeah and tools and techniques that you must be aware of because you know like they're so important bro they're just so important like i i took the disc assessment i uh recently took what it's called a harrison assessment which is okay. more company focused okay so they they basically design a, uh, a a test based on the company profile and what the company is looking for um i took that strength finder i don't know if you've yeah, seen this, i did the that strength too. finder yep, it's yep, yep. really cool it's cool. by the way bro i want to know your your strongest skill but mine is futurist <laughs> i'm always thinking ahead i'm gonna have to what look at yours? it i mean i took oh that three years ago so let, let me I'm just so try curious. to so <laughs> try to start a monologue and i will try to find my results <laughs> <laughs> so it's on linkedin 
<laughs> it, it's really interesting, bro. And yeah. and so like these are the kind of things and tools and um, like they. Some people think that they are silly, <laughs> but in my opinion, they're extremely important. <laughs> I, like, I know really what I must am. know this stuff. Okay, what are you? So my first one was activator. I'm an activator. Activator. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. <laughs> Second one was communicator. So communication. Uh-huh. Third one, ideation. I love mm-hmm. brainstorming and so on. Fourth, includer. That's part of me too. I like oh, I like to include really people. Cool. Yeah, I'm I'm uh-huh. I'm the transparency like kind of guy. And the fifth one was strategic. I love uh, to strategize all, all the time. But that's what I like to do oh, and design up. That is much. really cool. Yes. That is really cool. So my first I remember the top two. The first one being futurist. And I mean, like when I saw the results, I was like, man, that's so me. I'm like, (laughs) I am incapable of like thinking today or tomorrow. I'm always like two years, five years. And sometimes that's actually a problem. So you have to really be aware of that. Uh And and the second thing is, uh, it's like, I, I don't know how I would directly translate that, but it's someone who is seeking knowledge all the time. So like constantly learning. Mm-hmm. I think it's a learner. I think yeah, learner. Like a, a direct, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so that was the second thing. And I mean, I, I keep on reading oh, stuff yeah. and getting excited about everything. So, uh, so yeah, bro, that's another cool, really yeah. cool tool that people should learn and, and mm-hmm. really invest time on. Mm-hmm. Really understand what is the strongest skills that they have and build upon that and yeah. make people know you for being good at these things. That's really yeah. important. So. Another thing that I'd love to to share with our audience that yeah. was really cool. No, f- for sure. And one thing that I would like, probably like as the final part of this discussion, uh, one thing I would like to say is that there is no good recipe to evolve within a company. Sometimes it's not gonna show up for whatever reason. Um, that's what happened to me as part of my previous company. Basically, my managers were mm-hmm. like. You have the skill set. We can. You have the soft skills. You have everything to become a people manager. We can. We can see that. But right now, we don't have any openings, and they had to be straightforward. And that was good in my case because I knew that if I wanted to become one soon, I would have to leave the company. And okay. sometimes uh, that's what you will have to do. Of course, you, my dear bro, you had the opportunity to grow within the same company because you also had the opportunity at this time. But sometimes, Mm -hmm. and that's what I want to tell everyone, when you see an opportunity and if you feel ready for it, my, my, my opinion and my advice to you would be, take it. You have to try, you have to try. And something uh, that, wouldn't emphasize what I'm saying is that I met with my former senior manager two days ago, so from my previous company, mm. just to chat, cool. to have a nice chat, because she wanted to know uh, how it was going for me and so, and so on. And that was good because she was part also of the people telling me, you should go, you should go for this position okay. because it's, it's for you, it's a great opportunity. And what she told me was that she was so happy that I took that decision of leaving uh, the, the previous company that she's still working for, uh, but basically to be able to grow. Sometimes to grow, if you're ready to grow, 
it's completely fine to switch companies or to go to another company. Even if it's a competitor, your previous company may tell you that's bad, that's really not what you're supposed to do. But at the same time, they have the option to make you a leader or to promote you internally. If they are not doing it, that's on them. That should not be on you. So if you have the opportunity to grow elsewhere, my advice to you, to you would be, if you feel ready, just go for it. Just go for it. Oh, bro. I love, I really love this, like, <laughs> last advice that you left. Like, it's so important. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I'm, I'm going to add to that as my last advice. Uh, something that I have been learning and honestly bro i don't know exactly how far that's gonna bring me but i'm still very <laughs> proud of it which is your company is going to be running already when you join it mm -hmm. your uh you know like your team your manager your director they're gonna have a way of working mm -hmm. and it's really important for you to understand that way of working yeah it's really important to you to fit in absolutely but in my opinion and it's something that i'm constantly doing and that would be like my last advice for this episode is to never get too comfortable yeah never accept that this is how we do things never mm -hmm. so it's something that i try to do all the time and i know that sometimes i can be annoying even because like i'm in a meeting and people say things like oh we should do this because this worked in the past i'm like it's not because it worked in the past that like another idea could worked much, much better because mm -hmm. I read it in this book. And, and that is the thing, like, how do you bring new ideas by reading a lot? So, mm -hmm. for example, my company is a little bit obsessed with meetings. People love a meeting. <laughs> I have seen I have been seeing now like that the big techs and the largest companies are um, in, in, institutionalizing what they call focus day. Yes. It's a day that people cannot have a meeting in their schedule because they're supposed to focus on, the, on what they should be delivering. Mm -hmm. Focus on reading things that they should be reading, answering emails, working at the bench, it doesn't matter, but focusing. Mm -hmm. So it's something that I li I'm like slowly bringing to my company. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I see that people like the idea. Sometimes they look at me like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. But I continue to do so because I believe it. I don't like people doing the things that they do because, you know, we always did it. That, yeah. that, that annoys me a lot. So it's something that I have been trying to do a lot. Okay. I hope it works. It has been working so far. Okay. So that would be my last advice, bro. I, I, I love it. Uh, focus and also one last thing. Um, it's more of a bonus point for everyone. Even if you don't want to grow right now, you should not stop learning. Um, mm. Investing in yourself is probably the most important. So uh, it, the same goes with money. You know, you get your paycheck, invest in yourself. Put some, invest some of that money. The same would be, uh, would, would apply to your job. Even if you do not want to grow right now, do not stop learning invest mm -hmm. time every fucking week in learning new skills that could be applied right now in your job but 
you should build your resume over time. Even if you do not switch jobs, even if you stay the same in the same position for a long time, you should not stop learning because recruiters, they will be able to tell if you were too comfortable in your position, not learning anything new, they know that those guys are very hard to recruit and train in a new position slash new company. So try to invest in yourself for your career. It's good to be good at your job right now, but do, do not forget that you may have to switch jobs at some point. So invest in yourself, please, please, oh, please. Man. I hope that our, our audience is really paying attention to your words because <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, and, and sometimes people get a little bit confused, for example, oh, I'm a senior researcher, so I should be learning on the very best techniques on protein purification. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's your hard skill. You should mm -hmm. always be aware of that. Yeah. But learn things that are like way beyond that. Like, do you really understand cash flow? <laughs> do you really understand how this company makes money? And what is the impact of a, the election on your business? Like, yeah. really, like you, you should learn, 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 and new things always. So, yeah. bro, I love this, mm -hmm. and bro, I love this episode so much. Like, I, I was like really counting the days for this episode because <laughs> you know, uh, I, I admire you a lot as a professional. You oh, know how much thank I do. you. And I knew I would learn a lot of like really cool ideas and this, uh, for example, this one idea that you gave of like inviting people over for a small meeting if you think that they are ready, if you think that that was like an idea I didn't have and I took notes of it and I, I loved it. So, bro, thank you so much. I had a, an amazing <laughs> time and congratulations again on what I'm pretty sure is going to be a wonderful career. Oh, thank you so much, bro. I mean, you know that I'm so proud of you and I'm even prouder that you were able to do it uh, within the same company because again, growing within the same company means usually more than switching jobs because switching jobs means means that you, are, you have good soft and hard skills uh, and that you are very marketable, meaning that recruiters mm -hmm. like you or your profile. And so it's easier, in my opinions, to switch jobs than evolving and being promoted within the same company. Because it means so much, because it means that the entire leadership team believes that you are the one suited for that position because they can recruit people for that role. Mm -hmm. But if they are not doing it, it means that they really want you in that position. And that's, that's wonderful. So congratulations, my dear bro. You know that I'm extremely oh, proud bro. of you. I know that you will do wonders. You so much. Your career is, of course, at the very beginning, but I'm so glad to see that we are managing people at only mm -hmm. 33 years old. I mean, you're not 33. <laughs> exactly. You're technically t turning 33 in a few weeks now. But That is true. Yeah, and so we are still very young and we have this opportunity. So let let let's make it count you know let's try to do the best we can uh, to manage our teams and mm -hmm. let's also have fun because people can tell when you're having fun uh, as part of your job and usually when you're having fun that's when you get promoted too they are like oh my god this guy oh. is amazing <laughs> that is so wise oh my god that's so wise yes let's never forget to have fun i think 
That is like the sentence I want to really sink in. Mm -hmm. Never forget to have fun. It's challenging. It's yeah. difficult. Yeah. You get anxious. Yeah. You get insecure. But have fun. That Just is really important. Just have fun. Try to have fun, especially in bad days. You're like, what can I do today to make it count and to try to have fun? And usually that yes. moment, you will do wonders. Even if it's just half an exactly. hour or a full hour, it could be purifying that very hard protein to make or pr to purify. And yeah, like just have fun. Just try to have fun. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, bro, this was amazing. And I think that for our next episode, we are sort of like resurrecting our book club <laughs> and we're gonna have like a chit chat on our first book which mm -hmm. for those who don't remember is how to stop worrying and start living yes. i must say that i'm actually having a great time reading this book I, i think it's gonna be like probably in my top 10 because mm -hmm. you know like I, it, it's really teaching me a lot of things that i should have learned before I, i'm pretty sure i would be a calmer person um, yes, I'm having a great time reading it, bro. So yeah. I think our next episode is going to be awesome about this book. I, I'm with you. I'm having a lot of fun. I haven't finished the book, so it's good actually that we have a deadline. So it's in two weeks now. Um, I yeah. can't wait. I can't wait because we'll, we'll have so much to talk about. This book mm -hmm. is not a huge, like gigantic book by any means, but like so much inside so much great information and so like valuable content so i can't wait bro i had an amazing time and you know it every episode is a blast so i had a blast thank you so much and i will talk to you in two weeks oh bro thank you so much um i hope that our, our audience also liked it because you <laughs> know like i think it was a perfect combination of having a blast having fun and also learning and you know trouble not really troubleshooting but like really <laughs> thinking critically about yes. our careers that's like that was a very important time for me so bro thanks a lot thank you guys for listening to us and i'll see you in the next episode yay see you next time bye 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 bro bye. love you love you <laughs> <laughs>